Hi, hi, hiya. Welcome to another episode of A Joel New World, a Walt Disney World podcast. And today is July 23rd, 2023. This year, it has flown by so quickly, and it's only going to get faster with the holidays rolling in soon. Um, We do have the International or the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival 2023 starting later this week on July 27th. That is the opening day for one of the most beloved festivals in all of Epcot, the Food and Wine Festival. I feel like that's like the original or the OG festival at Epcot. I feel like it was that one. And then I want to say like the holiday one around Christmas time with the cookies. And then it kind of went to uh, Festival of the Arts. And now there's basically a festival throughout the whole year. And I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I'm here for it. Um, Because the World Showcase feels a little bit more naked or empty without it. So... Uh, The more the better, in my opinion. So, with that said, we are going to be staying. I have, and if you're um, not a member of the Marriott Bonvoy Club or the reward system, it's not like it's a club, like, hey, come on, join the club, boys. But uh, it's a reward system like all these other ones. But one huge advantage for me and my family is that on the boardwalk at Disney, Uh, The Swan and Dolphin and the Swan Reserve, the one right across the street, that new one, are all three on the Marriott Bonvoy reward system. So um, I think every certain amount of dollars spent, you get points for a free night stay uh, or up to 35,000 points, which is, you know, relatively close to a night stay down there. I think it's more like 40, but um, you rack up the points very quickly, especially if you use that card. Uh, when you stay at the Swan and Dolphin or the Swaffin, as we like to say, and uh, yeah, we actually just got a free Elite Night bonus uh, stay, and we're gonna book it for this upcoming Thursday night, the 27th. We're gonna go to Epcot for a few hours. We're going to sample some of the favorite treats and new offerings at the Food and Wine Festival down at Epcot, and uh, yeah, all we have to do is pay for parking. And that's about it. So if you're not a member of the Marriott Bonvoy Club uh, or the reward system, I I need to stop calling it a club, but go ahead and do that now because you're going to get your your money's worth, especially if you're local and like to stay close to the action. Like for me, it, it takes me about 40 minutes to get from my house to Walt Disney World, which is very, very close, especially for some of you listeners out there. You're like, oh, 40 minutes is nothing. But, you know, if you've got little kids and... Uh, you're after work, you go out there and, um, you're off the next day, but you don't really want to make the trip back at nine o'clock or whatever. Um, it does help just to stay the night and then you can even hit the parks first thing in the morning again before you leave. So, uh, it is very convenient and I do like that reward system. I think when you sign up and you spend a two or $3,000 initially, which is, um, you know, it adds up very quickly. But you get like 50,000 points, which is good for basically a night stay at the Dolphin pretty much any time I've seen. So um, it is worth it. Anyways, there's my Marriott Bonvoy pitch. And now on to my pitch for the 2023 International Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. A lot of people love this one. I've seen some good feedback out there. I've seen some saying that it's just a copy and paste of last year's. And I don't think so. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of prove a point here on the podcast today on a Joel New World. Um, But if you're not familiar with 
what the Food and Wine Festival is. Here it is. So, around the World Showcase, the, and if you're not familiar with the World Showcase, um, there's many different worlds around the lake at Epcot's World Showcase. Um, so, starting with Mexico, I think that's the proper way to start. Going clockwise around, you go through countries such as you know China. Well, starting with Mexico, going to China, Norway, Germany, um, Morocco. Let's see, Italy is one. I know I'm going to forget some. France along the way. Uh, America is one right there in the center, kind of, um, from where you start. And it goes all the way around to Canada. So it goes through the UK, through Canada. Um, I believe there's 12 countries. Don't hold me to that. I know there's like one like really small one, but... It's around 12 countries around this lake. And for the festivals, they have all these different booths set up in each country. Sometimes they have more than one. But um, each one of these have different booths or kiosks, if you like to call them. And they have special offerings for whatever festival it is. And there's always new ones. There's always new ones mixed into the tried and true classics as well. But, um, but yeah, it's always a good time. And you're going to get... A lot of wine, a lot of cocktails, a lot of beer options out there. A lot of cheese uh, at this one. And speaking of cheese, they do have Emil's Fromage Montage. So if you've never done a completer challenge at the World Showcase or at Epcot, basically what it is, you get a passport booklet when you walk in free. You can get as many as you want. So um, there's a list of items which I'm going to cover here on Emil's Fromage Montage. And all you have to do is get five of these completed. And if you want to, you can get all five of the same thing. So like for instance in Brazil, if you really like the Brazilian cheese bread, you can get five of those and then get a free completer prize. After that, you just take your passport. Um, after you've collected stamps at each one of these booths, um, you just have to do that five times and then you get a free treat at the, uh, the next one. So um, just make sure the most important thing is just make sure to show your passport to them as you're paying and they'll give you that stamp. Otherwise, uh, you know, I've forgotten before I've just gotten the habit of just paying and not showing the passport and getting it stamped. But, you know, just make sure to do that, to give them a stamp. Uh, sometimes they're even very nice and they see your two stamps away from getting the completer prize. They'll just give you two sometimes. So, um, you know, try it out. It's a good way to get a free prize. And a good, like, free souvenir cup that it comes with as well. But here's Emile's Fromage Montage menu for this year, 2023. Like I said, in Brazil, they have the Brazilian cheese bread. I think you get two of those little pieces there. That one's amazing. I've had that one before. It's one of my favorites. Uh, nothing to write home about, but it's just consistently good. And you know what you're going to get there. Uh, over in Canada... They have the Canadian cheddar and bacon soup served with a pretzel roll. That one's always good. I like to get that one when it's not quite so hot outside. Um, or take it inside to like the apple orchard area if I can. But that one's always a classic. It's really good. Uh, flavors from fire. So some of these kiosks, they're going to be nestled throughout like around Test Track over there. Um, sort of on the way to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Kind of along that little stretch, if you will. So the walkway to the World Showcase. Uh, they're not all in the World Showcase is what I'm saying. But flavors from fire, smoked corned beef with house-made potato chips, cheese curds, pickled onions, and beer cheese fondue. Yes, please. I've had that one last year. Awesome. It was really good. Uh, the corned beef 
goes really well with those chips and the cheese curds and beer cheese fondue. Really, really good. I'm going to get that one again this year. It always smells so good going by that one because they do grill a lot of that stuff um, or a lot of these menu items there. Over in Germany, the and forgive my pronunciation of this, but the Schinken Nudeln, Schinken Nudeln, which is pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. That sounds pretty good. I don't think I got that one last year, but it is always on the menu, I think. Uh, over in Greece, they have the griddled cheese with pistachios and honey. And this one is amazing. This one might be the top item that I would recommend if you like cheese. And especially if you like that griddled, like kind of crispy cheese. Get this one. So good. Over in Hawaii, the passion fruit cheesecake with toasted macadamia nuts. Haven't tried this one before, but it sounds delicious. I really want to try this this year. And I want to try all the items on this list, especially. Over to India, we did have this last year. Curry spiced crispy cheese with mango curry ketchup. And they're pretty good. Um, my wife didn't enjoy them so much. I thought they were fine. And they're kind of just like a really crispy, crunchy uh, mozzarella stick, sort of, with a different cheese. That's just what it reminded me of with like a spicier ketchup. Uh, not bad. I might skip that one this year, honestly. But uh, who knows? Maybe I'll just try it again just to get all these items on the list done. Over at Shimmering Sips, uh, this is where you get the completer prize. It's a strawberry cheesecake soft serve topped with a mini cheesecake and graham cracker crumbs in a special cup. So that is the prize that you get after you complete five of these other items. Spain, you have a charcuterie with a selection of imported Spanish meats, cheeses, olives, and a herb or herb vinaigrette. The Alps, warm raclette. So they have two options here. Um, it's just the sides that, that change a little bit. So you have a warm raclette, Swiss cheese with alpine ham, baby potatoes, cornichons, and baguette. The baguettes. Uh, and then again, you have a warm raclette with baby potatoes, cornichons, and a baguette. So it's a little bit different. One has a ham, one does not. You know, it just kind of depends what you're in the mood for. Uh, some of these you're going to see that. They're going to be like just a couple of items are different. But the main star of the show is there on these menus. And then over at Wine and Wedge, I believe this might be a new booth. Um, they have an assorted artisanal cheeses and accoutrements. Uh, fig and balsamic borson souffle with fig tapenade. That sounds pretty good, actually. And then a southern pimento cheese with bread and butter, pickled vegetables, and grilled bread. That sounds pretty good. Um, I'm a big fan of pimento cheese, so I might be trying that one for sure. So there you have it. You can get any five of these items. Or if you just really like one of them, like the griddled cheese with pistachios and honey and grease, you can get five of those. Then you can head to Shimmering Sips and get your completer prize of that strawberry cheesecake soft serve. So it's very fun. It's just an additional thing that you can do as you're kind of, you know, drinking around the world and completing some of these new items. But there's over 200, almost 300 items. I'm not going to go over every single one of them. I'm just going to highlight some of the new ones for sure. And something I'm really excited for this year, uh, especially with the beer. But um, I'm going to go through some of the items here. And number one, I'm, I'm very excited for brewing. Brewing, it's like two words. Uh, like brew as in beer and then wing as in hot wings. But it's over in the Odyssey Pavilion, so that's another one that's not on the World Showcase. But it is in air conditioning, and that's a really big space and a good area to go eat, especially if you're really hot and want to get a break. 
But over there, they have the Three Daughters Brewing Old Fashioned Porter, Three Daughters Brewing Raspberry Lemonade Hard Cider, Blake's Hard Cider Company, Tropicolata Hard Cider, Bold Rock Peach Berry Hard Cider, Brew Hub French Connection IPA, Frozen Fusion Twinings Pomegranate, and Raspberry Herbal Herbal Tea Fused with Orange Ice Cream molecule, Molecules, uh, Sun King Brewing, Kaiparina uh, Lager. I'm saying that wrong, I know for sure, but that's a word. And one that's kind of been making the most noise is the Pickle Milkshake, which is non-alcoholic. And I, I think that one has to do with Bunsen and Beaker from the Muppets. So I'm um, very excited to try that. I know it doesn't sound great, but I bet it is pretty good. Uh, for food, that was all the beverage offerings. The food, they have an Impossible Buffalo Chicken Tenders with plant-based blue cheese, plant-based ranch, and celery. Orange cardamom wings. A necessarily spicy yet extremely tasty scotch bonnet pepper. Curry wings with cool cucumber yogurt. Man, that was a tongue twister, but I did pretty well, I think. So I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Uh, but yeah, those are all the new offerings over at Brewing. And uh, a lot of them, if they offer three of like the same type of thing, like three beers or three wines, you can always get a flight. And I think it's a couple ounces pour, smaller than what you would typically get. You can usually either get a 6-ounce or 12-ounce beer, um, but I think it's more of like a 4- or 5-ounce pour on the flight, and you get three of them. So if you're really into trying them or sampling them, the flight is probably the best way to go. All right, over to Char and Chop. This one I'm pretty excited about. They have a Kronbacher Pilsner, Motorworks Brewing Midnight Espresso Coffee Porter, North Coast Laguna Baja Vienna Lager. And for food, they have a grilled Impossible Spicy Sausage with Herb Polenta, Putanesca Sauce, and Ricotta. Meat Assorti Trio of Shaved Meats with Baby Arugula, Pickled Mustard Seeds, Truffle Oil, and Grilled Ciabatta. Roasted Porchetta or Porchetta with Lemon Parsley Salsa Verde and Shaved Fennel Salad. You guys are just going to listen to hear me butcher all these names, but um, those are the new items over at Char and Chop, and I don't remember that booth last year, but I could be mistaken. Over in, let's go to Flavors from Fire. There's a couple of really good food items I want to try. The Chimichurri Marinated Skirt Steak Taco with Crushed Avocado, Grilled Corn Salsa, Pickled Red Onions, and Queso Fresco. That sounds really delicious. Uh, they also have a spiced chocolate tart with barbecue potato chip crust. I don't think I've ever had that before in a crust. Um, salted whiskey caramel and smoked sea salt. I think I have to try that just to see how that tastes. Um, let's see. Flavors of America, the food side. They have chili chilaquiles, chilaquiles uh, corn tortilla chips, and everybody knows what these are. Um, or most people do. Corn tortilla chips, tossed in salsa verde with ranchero chicken queso fresco, cilantro lime crema. Um, they also have a chopino, a seafood stew with saffron infused tomato fennel broth and sourdough crostini. Italian hot beef sandwich with shaved beef, spicy jardinera, and au jus on a French roll. None of that really sounds like America, but um, it sounds pretty good though, right? With all these French words in there. It doesn't really sound like America, but I'm here for it. I'm here to try it. 
France is always a popular one, and they have three new items this year, a Chardonnay, Maison Nicolas, uh, Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon Blend, Bordeaux, Chateau de la Clos de Confreries. I don't know. It's, it's French for sure. That sounds more original than the American one. Um, and should I try one more? Let's see if I can get through this one. This one looks easier. Parisian Cosmo Slush, Vodka, Grey Goose, Le Citron, Vodka, Grand Marnier. I've heard of that. And Cranberry Juice. So there you go. There's the new ones in France. That one's always popular. Over in, let's take a trip over to Japan. I was excited for that one. Big new menu. They have five new menu items. Starting with the Brew Hub Momo Amber Ale from Lakeland, Florida. Moon on the Water Sake and Sake Passion Cocktail. So those sound amazing. For food, they have beef Wagyu Don. Traditional Japanese rice bowl with American Wagyu beef over steamed white rice. That sounds pretty good. Fire Taiko Roll. Sushi Roll with spicy tuna, cucumber, and pickled daikon radish served with spicy sauce. That sounds pretty good. Definitely going to try that one, hopefully the first night. I want to get to that Japan one early this year. Um, Over in Mexico, they have some new items as well. Two beverages, the Flyaway Margarita with Nocho Luna Sotol. I've never heard of that. Uh, Pineapple ginger juice, chili ancho, verde liqueur, and tequila. Trouble in Paradise Margarita, illegal mezcal, watermelon liqueur, Rosé wine, lime juice, and agave. Sounds kind of smoky, but it sounds really good. Pastel Impossible. Layers of traditional Mexican flan. And tres leches with guava and cajita. Uh, Taco de Castillo. Slow braised beef short rib on a corn tortilla with salsa de chile marita. Avocado mousse. And finally, tostada de carnitas. Braised pork on a fried corn tortilla with black beans, avocado mousse, and queso fresco. Uh, let's cover one more. There's so many new items. I don't want to just keep listing off all these items and making everybody so hungry and thirsty, but, um, over in the fry basket, that was a, a newer one last year. They had a fry flight where you get three different types of fries with different seasonings. Um, those were really good. Those are staying unchanged, but they are offering pickle fries with dill ranch this year. And I'm not sure if it's actually pickles cut in the shape of fries or if it's pickles or, I mean, fries with pickle seasoning. So, um, I want to hit that one early this year for sure. And a new beverage over there is a Stone Brewing Buena Vesa Salt and Lime Lager from San Diego, California. That sounds really good as well. So, there it is. That's just some of the new offerings. And like I said, there's over 200 new, or not new, but 200 menu items total. Almost 300 of them for this year. So, you know, have a plan, have a game plan ready. Uh, if you go to ajolnewworld.com, there are some uh, documents out there where you can download and, you know, in an easy checklist format of all these new items at every booth. I have a special beer list for you. So if you're a beer drinker like myself and you want to try every single beer there, um, you can print that off and cross off each one as you complete it throughout the world. Or if you're big wine um wine connoisseur i have a list for that as well as well as just the new menu items which i was just reading off if you want to complete those um you name it i have a bunch of items out there to joelnewworld.com 
So hopefully all of you have just taken a trip to joelnewworld.com and really, I know I keep pitching it, but it's really great if you're into the show and you want more content, that's a great way to get it all. It kind of houses everything that a Joel New World has to offer. So joelnewworld.com has a blog out there uh, with some great posts telling about certain night events and our top 10 list are coming out very soon for all the parks, you name it. You can find the YouTube channel on there, a link through there. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe all the videos that you enjoy so I can continue to make great t- content for our Joel New World listeners. Um, yes, yeah, so you can find that there, Joel New World. There, You can find my Twitter, Instagram, you name it. However you can get in touch with me, you name it, it's going to be on there. And it's just an easy, simple way to get in touch with the show. Are you ready? So, it is time for the main event of this podcast, episode number 15. Can't believe I've already made or recorded 15 episodes. And I want to thank all of our listeners out there from all over the country, all over the world. I know we have listeners from the UK, Germany, you name it. Um, They're out there. But I just wanted to give a little quick listener shout out for those of you who have been listening recently. Um, since we started season two of a Joel new world, a Walt Disney world podcast. And some of those listeners have come from Dubuque, Iowa, Wiley, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Boston, Massachusetts, Buffalo, New York, winter garden, Florida, half moon Bay, California, Leland, North Carolina, the colony, Texas, Wesley chapel, Florida. So just uh, a few of our listeners out there. want to give a quick shout out and say, thanks for downloading and listening. Um, and I haven't heard of Wesley Chapel, Florida. I, I've only lived here for about a year and a half, but uh, interesting name. And I'll have to look it up now on the map and see exactly where it is. But um, it's good to have listeners from all over, especially here locally. I love it. And tell your friends if you enjoy it. Tell them to listen, download. And, um, you know, hopefully I can offer some expertise or, you know, um, you know my tips and experiences hopefully those can kind of translate to a more positive experience for you all but everybody's situation is different so i get it but if you listen to me for tips and guidance that's great but if you just listen to me for uh or to me right it kind of sound a little weird but if you just listen to me for um you know a way to pass the time between your next trip to disney world i totally understand because i've I've been there before as well so that's kind of what got me into recording the podcast and creating my youtube channel and just you know it just kind of gets me by through the until the next trip to walt disney world so that's why we're all listening we all have a love for walt disney world and you know we want to have a great vacation whenever that may be some sooner than others but we all have that love for walt disney world so Thank you so much for listening all your support. We're going to get to the main event of today's episode, which is, and we're going to continue our top 10 countdowns. Today is the top 10 rides at Hollywood Studios. So last week we did Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom's rides galore. It has so many different rides. So that was, an, that was a difficult task. This one this week might be slightly easier, but the top three to four or five is going to be much challenge, more challenging. This week, we had to even throw in a show because I think there's only like nine true rides at Hollywood Studios. Um, So one of them is going to be a show 
and they do have some good shows. I mean, Hollywood Studios was MGM Studios before that. They had some really amazing shows, and that's what the theme park was based around, was movies. But that's kind of gone, and it's still, in a way, based on movies and things like that, like Star Wars, Pixar. It still has that essence, but back in the day when it was MGM Studios, it was just movie-heavy. But let's start with number 10. Let's get on to it. <coughs> Excuse me. Number 10, Muppet Vision 3D. I love this one. A lot of people probably don't, but I love it. I actually remember this one when I came when I was like eight years old. This is one that stood out to me for whatever reason. This one, the Indiana Jones Spectacular. Um, Star Tours, I remember that one. But um, Muppet Vision 3D, this is number 10 on our list. And remember, let's go over our criteria, our rubric for grading these rides or attractions. And it's going to be theming. How well is it themed? The thrill factor. You know, how intense of a ride is it? How much enjoyment do you get out of it? That's the third one. Rewritability, that's the fourth one. Do I want to ride it again once I get off of it? That's a true measure of a good ride. And limitations. With me and my wife having two younger children, uh, four and two years old, Limitations can play a role in the enjoyment of our trip. So, um, what's the height requirement? Is it scary? Does it go upside down? You know, those things weigh into, can I ride it with my kids? And if I can't, it's going to bring it down on my list just a little bit because it's my situation, right? But if it's somebody else out there who's just them and their significant other traveling to the parks, you're going to throw that one out the window probably, right? So I get it, and that's that's the way it is. This is how I graded it for Joel New World, and that's what it's going to be. So number 10 on the list, Muffet Vision 3D. Love this attraction. It's almost 4D because it has bubbles. It has uh, water kind of squirting in your face and things like that. Um, but I love the Swedish Chef in the back. I kind of like sitting back there close to Swedish Chef. Um, I like the hecklers in the crowd, right? Statler and Waldorf. Kermit, Miss Piggy, um, Sweetums comes out, and Bunny. I love that attraction. I ride it pretty much every time. It's one that you can kind of consistently get on within 10 to 15 minutes. And at Hollywood Studios, those are few and far between. So that's one. That's kind of like our figment over in Epcot or our Spaceship Earth or Living at the Land. Rides when you need some air conditioning. Just going in real quick and seeing the show. <coughs> But that is number 10 on our first list. And I just love the pre-show there. The pre-show really makes it. The theming in there. It's funny. It's still relevant today. I am guarantee that was produced over 10 or 20 years ago. Um, and it's still relevant today. The, the jokes still hit. And it's just classic entertainment. So number 10 on our list is Muppet Vision 3D. Moving on to number nine, I referenced it earlier, but it is Star Tours. The adventures continue. Boy, I love this ride. Um, I like that it changes and it depends on when you're riding it. It could be a different scene. It could be the pod race scene, which it was for a while. It could be the ones from um, the newer sequels. I love every single one of them. Uh, I remember back in the day, I think they used to have a Hoth one. I, I love that one. Um, and... Recently, like in the past year, I was the Rebel Spy, so that was the first time, and uh, it just makes your trip so much better when you become the Rebel Spy. So, um, But I remember when I was eight years old, I took my dad on it constantly, repeatedly, because I thought it was the coolest thing ever. 
Um, you know, seeing C-3PO, R2-D2 for the first time. And back in the day, Star Wars wasn't as in your face as it is now. So it was kind of really cool seeing that out in public and seeing it firsthand. Seeing these awesome droid replicas um, in the flesh. So I love it. I like the idea and the concept of it that you are touring around with um, C-3PO as your pilot. And uh, yeah, you're going to different places in in that uh, screen simulator format. So if screens and stuff like moving screens causes you to be a little bit dizzy, this one might not be for you. Um, and as I've gotten older, I can only ride it like once or twice. But um, but yeah, I love this attraction. That's number nine on my list. Star Tours, the adventures continue. It rarely has a weight nowadays. And I don't understand it, but um, with Genie Plus, you can almost always get an instant return time for that one. And I rarely see it over 15 to 30 minutes in the standby line. So um, love it. You see the big AT-AT outside or AT-AT, whatever you call it, in the forest of indoor as you enter the building. And once you get inside, I love the theming. It's almost like you're in TSA or going through the airport. So um, it's awesome. Uh, moving on to number eight, Alien Swirling Saucers. It's a newer one that opened with Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. And the theming is fine for what it is. It It's the one on this list that looks most kind of like a theme park ride. Um, it's basically Mater's Junkyard Jamboree over in Disney's California Adventure, but with the aliens. And the one thing I love about the theming is you have Buzz Lightyear out front. And it's the closest thing that resembles Pizza Planet. I feel like Pizza Planet's entrance was so cool with those guards standing out front. And those sliding glass doors. But the entrance to this kind of resembles that. And that's one of the closest things you can get to that. But it's a very tame ride, which scored higher on my list. <coughs> and you just kind of get in a moving bench. And they play a little song. You kind of swing around. You swing the other way. It's just a good time. It's fun. And you get different songs for every ride. And it does have a holiday overlay that some people don't know about. But it does have a Christmas version of a song um, during that time of year. But number eight on my list is Alien Swirling Saucers. Number seven. This is where it starts to get nitpicky here. I have to start picking and choosing. And remember, a key factor for me is limitations. What's the height requirement? You know, if it goes upside down, my kids aren't going to want to ride it. So number seven, Rock and Roller Coaster, starring Aerosmith, is number seven on the list. It feels a little bit outdated to me, which is why it probably ranked a little bit lower on my list. I gave it a a four for theming. I do love the like parking garage structure, the show, um, getting into the limo, so forth. Um, Aerosmith feels a little bit outdated. I heard somewhere that Electric Mayhem from the Muppets and that new series on Disney Plus was having a pitch to be the band. And I think that would be a better upgrade. But um, I think a more modern band would fit here. And you're kind of, we're kind of moving past that 90s rock band mentality, which is what fits here in this theming format. But I feel like incorporating the Muppets into it would be a really good step forward for sure. Um, the ride is awesome. I love the takeoff. You go to like 60 seconds and two sec or 60 miles per hour in two seconds, uh, taking off into a loop. It is in partially dark. So kind of like space mountain, but a little bit more lit. 
Uh, it does have some neon. I feel like the neon needs a little bit more pop of color, kind of like Buzz Lightyear. So I would like to see that incorporated. But it's a fun ride. It's very short, very quick, indoors. The theming is pretty good. And uh, so let's complete my list. The theming was a four. Thrill was a five. Enjoyment's a four. Rewritability is a three. And Limitations was a one because it has a high re uh, height requirement at um 48 inches that's four feet that's the tallest in all the theme parks and rewritability i could ride it a few times in a day but other than that i'm good it does have a single rider line that does help get in quicker so if that helps your in influence your decision so be it but that does help as well getting on to the rewritability of that ride but that is my number seven rock and roller coaster it's a good thrill ride for Hollywood Studios. And we're moving on to number six, which is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. For this one, I love the theming. I love the Millennium Falcon. I'm a big Star Wars nut. Um, I don't get how they can make it that realistic. The um, Millennium Falcon looks amazing outside. Uh, once you get inside, the theming continues. And uh, you have Hondo going through his whole spiel up there sometimes he works sometimes he doesn't but i feel like he has the tiniest ha hands ever so if you ever noticed him look at his hands next time they look really kind of small compared to everything else but anyways um i love this ride i love it more so depending on my job so you have three different jobs pilot engineer and uh gunner i believe it is but I definitely enjoy being the pilot much more so than anything else because you kind of control the bar factor. If you have a couple of kids driving it, it's going to be a different experience than if you're driving it or if an adult was driving it. Um, and if you get queasy on these moving screens like Star Tours, if a kid's driving it, it's going to be all over the place and you're going to get more sick and more dizzy. So, um, But I love this attraction. It fits so well in Galaxy's Edge. And it is my number six on this list. Number five is also a newer one that was converted from an old one. And that's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I love this attraction. Some people miss the great movie ride. I do as well. But I do love this new one. I don't know how they make you feel like you transport it into a cartoon. So seamlessly as they did here. But I love it. I love the song that plays Nothing Can Stop Us Now. Um, I love the opening show where you're walking through the screen that just exploded. And uh, I love the ride vehicle as well. It does, it is kind of loud. So if you have ones like little ones or people that are sensitive to loud noises, this one is very noisy, very loud compared to all the other ones. But, um, but it's a great attraction, great ride. And uh, yeah, I love everything about it. It is really, really great. And, uh, and yeah, I can't say much more than that. So, um, you kind of get the feeling that you're riding great movie ride, but it's, it's kind of like the frozen and maelstrom scenario over in Epcot, but you know, you're riding an old attraction, but it's themed newly, if that makes sense. But number five is Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway moving on to number four. And I absolutely love this one. Toy Story Mania. This is the best interactive game, in my opinion, that a ride has. It's so fun, it's so entertaining, and so, um, as compared to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, I love this one so much more. 
I always get around 200,000 when I score. Um, if it's me and my wife playing, we kind of know how to get the special bonus games, and I love that factor about it. Um, so you can score higher and so forth. But um, kids of all ages can ride this one. doesn't matter how tall you are. And for that, this one was going to rank very highly for me. And this is the best interactive game, in my opinion. Um, I love it so much. And it's pretty lengthy for what you get. So, um, And I love seeing that Mr. Potato Head animatronic when you're walking through the queue. But Toy Story Mania, number four on my list. There is a version over in California Adventure called Midway Mania. Um, and it's basically the same ride. All right, top three time. Number three, this is going to be, some of you are going to be like, you're crazy. This one should have been number one. And I get that. But for me, this is my list. And number three, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is my number three. What can I say about this except, wow, this is an experience. This is an incredible attraction. And it's multiple rides kind of wrapped into one. You're kind of taking your moving speeder to the next location and then so forth on to the next one. And then when you get onto the um, the actual ride, I would say, the theming is so great throughout. They have cast members who interact with you incredibly and makes you feel like you're in that world for the six or ten minutes, however long it is. But they do a really good job of transporting you to that world. And I love it. I want to see more things like this. And my favorite part of this ride is just for a brief second when you do that mini Tower of Terror drop. It's just kind of a very small, like you're dropping out of the ship. Very, very short drop. But I love that part. It's so fun. So underrated. And I can't say much more about this. If you're a Star Wars nut like myself, you're going to love this ride. And it's an experience, right? There's so much to look at. I guarantee you're going to see something new every single ride through. So... Number three on my list is Rise of the Resistance. Has some really long waits. That kind of help or hurts, in my opinion. I feel like it's down quite a bit, too. Um, but yeah, I for me, I would rather pay the 20 or $25, whatever it is for the day, to go ride this. This is a premium attraction over there. And I'd rather pay that money to guarantee my spot and my time to return. But that's my number three. Moving on to number two. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. In recent years, this would have been on my bottom of my list because I was ch too chicken to try it out <laughs> until my wife pushed me to to ride it. She said, you're going to love it. Just try it. And I got over my scaredness. And every single time, I do get kind of nervous when I'm riding it. But that is part of it. It's spooky. It's supposed to be like that. And once the ride starts, once that first drop hits, it's just fun. And you're just kind of giggling the whole time. So um, the theming is what makes this the top attraction. And it's pretty unique in that it is a elevator drop ride. You're not going to find that at any of the other theme parks um, at Walt Disney World Resort. So, you know, it's unique in that sense. If you go to California Adventure, it used to be the Tower of Terror like this one, but now they've themed it to Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's more bouncy than this one. So I prefer Tower of Terror versus Mission Breakout in California due to the fact that it's more like an elevator that's kind of broken or possessed, if you will. But I love that it changes. Every single ride is different. You don't know if you're going to shoot up first or you're going to shoot down. Whatever the case may be, every single ride is different and unique in its own way. And sometimes I think the ride's over, but then it shoots back up and goes down or whatever. 
Um, and I just love this ride. It's so much fun. If you're scared to ride it like I was, push yourself through it. Um, it's so much fun. Try it out. You're going to love it too. I guarantee it. And, uh, yeah, that's why it's number two on my list here. Um, if it wasn't, if it didn't have a, such a height requirement, and if it wasn't as spooky and in the dark like um, like it is, I feel like I would have ranked it a little bit higher, and it probably would have been my number one attraction. But um, my kids can't ride this one. They don't want to ride it right now, and I don't blame them. It's kind of an older kid ride, but um, it's so much fun, and that's why it's number two on my list because of that limitation factor. Um, other than that, it's a number one across the board, but... Um, on to my number one, and it's a newer one in Toy Story Land. It is Slinky Dog Dash. The wait times are so high for this one, and for good reason. It's a pretty lengthy coaster. Um, it's fun. It's kind of that, um, if you want to rank it on intensity scale as a true roller coaster, it's probably up there with like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, I would say. Um, it has a true dedicated seat for for you and not just a bench where you slide across like in uh, big thunder, but the theming is awesome. It's like you're in Andy's backyard. Everything is oversized and it's like you set up this roller coaster in someone's backyard and you're a toy riding on it. That's what it feels like. The ride vehicle slinky dog is awesome. The sound effects of the Springs moving and unloading. And, um, at the end you have wheezy singing to you. It just doesn't get much better than this. Um, that's why it's my number one. And this is the number one ride that if you have Hollywood studios for the day and you're getting genie plus get this one first, get this one in the first few seconds because it's going to be gone shortly. It's going to be gone very, very quickly. And you're not going to be able to get on it unless you wait in that standby line. So that's my number one tip. Get this one first in genie plus. If you have a Hollywood day and you want to ride slinky dog dash, uh, it's going to go very quickly. But there's my list. There's a Joel New World's top 10 at Hollywood Studios. Um, starting with number 10, let's recap. Muppet Vision 3D. Number 9, Star Tours. The Adventures Continue. Number 8, Alien Swirling Saucers. Number 7, Rock and Roller Coaster. Starring Aerosmith. Number 6, Millennium Falcon. Smuggler's Run. Number 5, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Number four, Toy Story Mania. Number three, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Number two, The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. And number one, Slinky Dog Dash over in Toy Story Land. If you are traveling to Hollywood Studios, um, you know, I love this. I love all these rides at this, this park. Um, but use this kind of as a guide to book your Genie Plus reservations. You're probably going to want to start with Slinky Dog Dash and Rise of the Resistance. You're going to have to pay for that one if you want to book it that way. But um, kind of go in this order. It's going to help you out. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have a good time. So whatever your list may be, this was mine. This was a Joel New Worlds list. Um, and I'm Joel. But uh, that's going to do it for the main event today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy this series. Uh, I love top tens and countdowns. Um, and, yeah, thank you to all the listeners out there. Thank you for downloading and supporting the show. If you are looking for more content, go to ajoelnewworld.com. There you'll find my blog, YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, and so much more, all housed under one roof. Trying to make it easy for you guys out there and myself. But uh, I'm very excited. I do have a trip to the Contemporary coming up this weekend, right after our Dolphins Day for the Food and Wine Night. And Friday the 28th, we are checking into the Contemporary Resort. My folks are coming into town. 
and we're there for the weekend. I haven't stayed there before, but definitely looking forward to it. And I will be giving you a trip report on the next episode, I'm hoping. Uh, But until next time, I'll see you then. And remember, never let anybody sign your checks.